Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to Footy Prime Does the Euros. Shaman Dunlop. Wonger and Forrest. You know, I think it's easier to do these shows when your team loses. It's a lot easier to host when you're you're talking from the pit of despair and anger and, and crushing disappointment. This feeling I have now is just it's just odd, fellas. I, I don't know what to say. England are in the first major final in fifty-five years. The first time in my life, my life, they've made it to a final. Sorry, Nations League, you don't count. Um, I, I don't know what to say. I, I, I just don't know. I'm overwhelmed. It's just too much for me. What should I be thinking, Brendan? Yeah, as the only person with any you know real-world European championship experience here, I can tell you from experience that you should go in <laughs> expecting nothing, that having reached the final is already a trophy. And then if, by God, someone in the 109th minute scores a goal that you least expect and you win the trophy, then it feels like you've won the lottery. So yeah, go in thinking it does feel a bit like that right now, the lottery. What I found amusing is that um, not a minute after England had won, and I put out a couple of tweets, one just saying, yeah, it's been 55 years, what a weird feeling, and the second one saying, Denmark, be proud, you're legends. And then came the tweets. Then came the trolls. Oh, it wasn't a penalty. It was a dive. It was shameless. It's disgusting. Answer that one. Like it's my fucking fault, for Christ's sakes! <laughs> Craig, why haven't you? Why haven't you blocked Wonger on Twitter yet? <laughs> <laughs> Craig, well, listen, it was well, a soft speak, penalty. Speaking off air, look, you guys know that <laughs> football slash soccer is not my first sport. What? I love it. It's who my gives, second sport, but I listen. One of the problems is I need the distinction, and. I need the distinction between Immobile's full-on faking, where everyone piled onto that, and it was disgusting. Oh, yeah, look around. Make sure you got shot. Get up. Go hug his buddy. And then today's, he, he, it was like it, the wind came and blew him down. No, even no, though no, no, no. I have to say, even though I have to say, if it hadn't been for Instant replay. I can understand how the referee called it that because it did look like he was tripped. It did. Well, well Craig, listen. Um, it was clearly a soft penalty. 
However, throughout this tournament and throughout the last season or so, they've been calling those at full speed. There was contact. He dove. Yes, I acknowledge that. But I've seen far worse dives than that. It was at full speed. And God, if only the ref had the chance to watch it back in replay, he may have come to a different determination. But VAR couldn't overrule it because it wasn't a clear and obvious mistake. Am I being one-eyed and blinkered here, Craig? No, that's exactly why they couldn't overturn it, Charms. It, it isn't clear and obvious. If the referee doesn't give it, it wouldn't also be turned overturned the other way either because it's not clear or obvious. Really, the referee, by giving it, puts VAR in a difficult position at that moment in time because of the clear and obvious uh, deal. But let's face it. Everybody does it. Everybody tries it. When they're in the box, it doesn't matter what country it is, are going to hit the deck if there's any contact at all because the penalty for being caught for blatant diving isn't that great compared to a goal in a sport that there's not, you know, goals are tight. Games are tight. People are going to try that. And every country in the world tries it now. There's not one that doesn't. Not even Canada. We never used to, but we do now. I, de- I said to Carlo Corazine in the Gold Cup, I said, you get touched, you go, hey, you hit the deck. If you can't <laughs> beat them, you join them. <laughs> it's bang on, Craig. It's absolutely, everyone does it. And, and quite honestly, in this game, about half an hour beforehand, Harry Kane was found in the area and it wasn't given. Now, all that aside... B, you, you watch this game very closely. England dominated this match. Yes, Denmark had their moments, an amazing free kick, and there were times in the first half in particular, England looked in a little bit of disarray, but England bossed that game, and Denmark left it all out on the field. I think they had nothing left. They were exhausted, which is a big part of it. And they're also playing with 10 men, by the way, for the second half of extra time because <laughs> they ran out of subs. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we can, we can pinpoint Sterling for diving and all these people who are just bitter and angry human beings and just have very little reason to be alive to begin with. They can say all they want. England, with a better team, England deserved to progress to the final. England were the better team, but as we know, the better team doesn't always progress and, and you know get the luck and the good fortune to, to go through to a final. And there's been times where it, England have lost on penalties in the past uh, when they were the better side. And had they had the chance of you know going to penalties, which maybe it should have gone to, but uh, but I agree with you that you know England uh, did control the play and took advantage. Well, sort of took advantage of of the fatigue that Denmark were feeling. I, I really think that they totally ran out of gas. That the the miles that they put on actual miles from having traveled from Baku and having traveled as much as they've had to and leaving Copenhagen, whereas this whole tournament, the travel for England has only been nine hundred miles and the one trip to Rome. I think that that takes a toll. And then also, too, it, it has been, you know, three and a half weeks since Christian Eriksen. And the gaps in between these games are allowing the, the players' minds and bodies to feel the weight of all of that. So, the, 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 you know, the emotional fatigue, the physical fatigue that these players have felt was always going to be worse than everybody else. And you definitely saw it come through in, in extra time there, where it was one side feeling the physical fatigue and the other side that was being, you know, dictated by, from the fear of losing. And once they got that penalty, that's, you know, when you really saw – England at their at their best, I guess. Even though Kasper Schmeichel did his best to, to thwart that. What a game Kasper Schmeichel had. Absolutely yeah. brilliant today. Yeah, he Greg. Has been, he's been incredible, isn't he, over the last few years? 
I mean, that goalkeeper, I followed his career, obviously, and, you know, remember pictures of seeing him with his dad at Old Trafford when he was really young. Um, he paid his dues. He went uh, on loan to a bunch of clubs, wasn't particularly brilliant and consistent for a long time. And then, really, it wasn't until Leicester where he really found himself, really, and consistently as he got older. And this happens generally to a certain extent. Uh, goalkeepers get better. And with all the experience he's had and Leicester winning it at 5,000 to 1, you know, he's going into that game and he's like, lads, this is nothing. It's a 90-minute game. This is anybody. Wow, Craig's Danish has gotten really good, guys. Did you notice that? <laughs> you, you broke up a little bit there, but I'm sure we can fix that post. This team was a great story, and I think in many ways, when we look back on, on Euro, no matter who wins it, a large portion of the, the football community will look back at it as Denmark's Euro, given what they, they went through from the Ericsson and how they performed and just the, the football they put in and the, how you know Mikkel Damsgaard is now a star in European football. You know, if you didn't know his name before this tournament, I didn't really know his name before this tournament. You know, I did some research. Oh, this guy's apparently pretty good. Some people rate him. He's a star. And, you know, look out for next season. I hope he can not become the next Renato Sanchez and actually <laughs> put together a few seasons um, back to back because he was brilliant. Um, Jack Grealish w was supposed to be that guy as well. And Jack Grealish is a... I mean, listen, he, he was smiling post-match, but I know Gary Neville said he might be a bit embarrassed in that. He was subbed on, did a really good job, I thought. Won free kicks, did nothing wrong. And then due to the formation change in extra time, he was then brought off by Gareth Southgate. Just showing how ruthless I think Southgate can be as well. It wasn't because of a performance issue. It's because of a, a technical issue with he won't fit into that, into that, you know, five-man defense yeah. and that system. Um, man. Southgate hasn't done a thing wrong, has he? Including that. I mean, he's definitely made decisions pre-match that have made everyone question why on earth he's had the job or what he must be thinking. But you're right; uh, it, it worked out in the end, and I think that me, that's probably why you know Grealish can laugh and smile. They're going to a final, and he knows truly that Jack Grealish that he played a big part in that, in that, in them getting this far, and uh, you know maybe didn't leave his mark on the match this match as he had in the previous games. To me, the standout thing is, and I, I'd said this on headers and footers as well, is that, you know, another example that Southgate seems to be allergic to playing Foden and Grealish together. And I don't know why that's the case. I would love to see them out there together and, and see what they can do. But I understand why he, you know, wanted to go back to the 3 5, three, five uh, yeah, three, three, five, three, two, three, three five, five, one, two, one. three, four, three. I don't know what it was. But yeah, yeah but, 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 but B, it's because if they, he, he won't play Foden and Grealish together. He wants Mountain there, right? That's his most important player outside of Harry Kane, you know, and, and you know, he's done nothing wrong. Everything he's done has worked so well, far. Well, I, I have to say he's done one thing wrong. Southgate dresses like a banker out there. It is <laughs> not the right look. And the Danish coach <laughs> looked like a, like a laid back architect out there. I was sitting there going, these guys aren't dressed up like soccer coaches. This is not good wear. A little all white pocket square. He literally looked like he'd just gone to a job interview. But aren't all Scandinavian men with the appearance of six-figure incomes architects? They yeah. could be, yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Furniture designers. <laughs> um, so, so, so you're confident then, Wonga, that Roberto Mancini already has the edge on Gareth Southgate in the Absolutely. fashion stakes? In yes. If we're going to choose on that, I'm sorry to say, Craig, just so everyone knows, in our, uh, in our dark web uh, world, Craig – 
Craig doesn't doesn't seem like he wants Italy to win. I'm just throwing it out there, Craig. What are you talking about? <laughs> I got Italy's winning it. Italy's winning it. I'm telling you, it's gonna it's gonna it's coming. The 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 heartbreak is coming. Italy is gonna squeak it out. But it's not a heartbreak now, Craig. I think I don't think England. I I feel so much more at peace with my footballing self now than I did before the Denmark game. Even though I thought England would win that game and I was pretty calm. If England lose on Sunday, yeah, of course I'll be disappointed, right? I want this an opportunity to win it at home. I understand that. But they're in a freaking final for the yeah. first time in my life. They were at a semi-final three years ago at the World Cup. This is called progress. This team's not going anywhere. They're going to be around for a while competing, I think, for championships now. So I'm going to watch that game on Sunday. I'm going to put my feet up. Have a beer, maybe, and just enjoy a game of football with no no tension, no tension in me whatsoever. Are we recording this longer? It's we're, no we're recording. I, I, it's un- unbelievable. This is an unbelievable. That he was just talking oh, about faking shit. things. He's faking <laughs> it right now. You don't believe me? He's embellishing. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I've read. I've read about this. I've read about this uh, that you know men in their forties they they lie to themselves and then they start to vocalize it out loud because it didn't work when it was just in their head. They need other people to hear it. So I guess it's called a midlife crisis. That's right. That's what it's called. That's the name of the chapter. And when uh, Mobile goes down in the box when he's barely touched, you're yeah, going to lose. fine. It's fine. I'll just crack fine. another bevy. Yeah, he'll say the exact yeah. same thing. It's hey, the listen, rules. By the way, Everybody you, does you, it. You hear Kalini post-match because they were you know, criticizing. Obviously, Mobile got hammered for his antics against Belgium. And, and Kalini said after, he goes, yeah, even we were making fun of him. I thought that was amazing from Kalini. He's just he's becoming the star of this tournament. The way he was dealing with um, Alba before the shootout in the Spain match was just brilliant, right? And the way he celebrates defensive clearance, you know, this is a guy that I think all footballers should aspire to be, Giorgio Collini. He loves the game. He loves the game and he plays and acts like he's a child. And even in the most tense moments, you know, going to a shootout with the potential to lose. At first I thought, wow, these are, this is expert mind games that he's having fun and clearly like annoying Jordi Alba, who I think was confused as to like, should I be angry with you or... Are you just being friendly? Because uh, you're, you're you're right about the way he celebrates defensive clearances, whether it's his own or his teammates. It, it's like they've scored a goal, and I think that you know Chiellini truly is having just so much fun at this tournament, and so is the team. And so I think that was the attitude they took into the shootout. Hey, the same attitude that you have. If we lose, we lose. But we got to a semifinal and we went to penalties. Yeah, they ended he up. Talk, he was talking about his sister. He was hoping for the headbutt. <laughs> Oh, that's so 2006. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So 2006. Just, no, those old, the old guard, that's the Italian Rossi, old anyway. guard. <laughs> yeah. That's, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> the old guard, the old guard did, the amazing to play, to be a goalkeeper that they have a young goalkeeper. He's got experience for a young guy, but he's, you know, he's playing with that in front of him. And then also the players, you know, the youngsters playing in forward positions for Italy having that leadership and confidence and yeah, everything will be fine. and We'll get through it, battle and battle. And they just, what are they? 34 games now unbeaten? 33. Uh, 33. I think. Yeah. I got a question for you, Gregor, and I'm with you, buddy. I haven't said it yet, but I think that Italy is going to win as well. I think that Italy is going to outlast England and, and, uh, and that 60,000 very pro English fans that will be there. They were loud in the semifinal on Wednesday. They were very loud. 
but question for you, Krieger. We're talking about goalkeepers, you know, like fine wine, getting better with age. Do you think Donnarumma will continue on this trajectory, or does Donnarumma sort of remind you of Joe Hart, who you know was very successful and seemed like a great leader in his early mid twenties, and then really kind of fell off towards thirty, and now is kind of, you know struggling to get minutes on a big team. Well, that, that'll be all up to him. It wouldn't be the first. It won't be the last. Then you, mm. you know, if you're looking for longevity in Italy, then you're, you know, your your benchmark is Buffon, and that's an, an impossible task, really, if you're going to use that as uh, longevity because it's just not normal. Um, but he has everything it takes at this stage. Will he burn out? Uh, we saw. I've seen goalkeepers burn out at young ages as well. And uh, hopefully he doesn't, but he's certainly got uh, the attributes. Uh, he's a monster of a goalkeeper. He's kind of PSG too, which I find disappointing. Yeah. You know, like go to a real league. <laughs> you know, he wants to win the championship. for the money. Oh, he's going to be, he's, 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 he's 22, right? He's rich. He's rich. He's going to be rich beyond belief. Go to a real league and a real team. Not some contrived nonsense. Hold on, pissing off the French fans out there. Yeah, a Canadian won it this year. No, no, it's a good league. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. Little one. Yeah, they're the upstarts. <laughs> Maybe Messi's going there too. By the way, Jordan Pickford today looked pretty shaky. His distribution yeah. was just terrible. And he's had a pretty solid tournament so far, but he was obviously the one before the tournament, the big question mark, England's goalkeeping. And uh, I wonder if the occasion got to him a little bit. Um, I, know, I know Gary Neville on... ITV and over here, um, Stevie Caldwell were very harsh on him conceding that goal today from the free kick, which was a great free kick from Damsgaard, I know, but um, I thought the wall was very, the way it moved was very clever. Uh, maybe we'll discuss that in some future pod. We'll get Craig to break down walls and defending free kicks. We'll get a camera out on the field, Wonger, and we'll be the wall. Yes. And we'll get Dickie to punt free kicks at Forest. Yes, that sounds perfect. While we stand there holding our nuts, don't yeah. Dunlop, don't disagree. Why don't don't say why are we the wall? <laughs> you know why? Yeah, I understand why we're the wall, but we're also the television faces here. Why why are we putting ourselves at great risk? You'll be crazy to stand there. You would. No, I'm going to be the draft uh, excluder on the bottom. I'm fine. <laughs> I saw that guy. He's lying down at the back like he was taking yeah. a photo for Sports Illustrated. That has become more and more <laughs> the that has become more and more popular. It used to be like you would see that, you know, a couple of maybe maybe once a week across five leagues. Now I feel like you see that you know several times a, a weekend or maybe even once a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous, isn't it? Really. But all because <laughs> of uh who was it? Who was it? Was it uh, Modric kept scoring goals under there? Who was it? Someone, Tony Cruz? Maybe it was Tony Cruz. Was that I think Real Madrid. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, what a tournament it's been. Let's hope for a, a great final. Two teams that, you know, I think are quite similar in many ways. Um, I, I don't think you'll see one of them sitting deep and just, you know, say, hey, take the ball, even though I know Italy did that against Spain. Um, I, I think we're going to see two teams pretty much in the front foot. And uh, it will cap what's been just a, a superb tournament that we've really needed. Favorites? Who's favorite for for this final? Courtesy our friends at Sports Interaction. England yeah. are the slight favorites. I was surprised overall. Uh, yeah, okay. So England's at plus one forty-four. Italy at plus one seventy. So it's really tight. Anyway, Craig, thank you. Punners, thank you. Wonga, thank you. 
we'll uh, recap what's been a great tournament. Maybe not Sunday, but Monday sometime, perhaps. Maybe Tuesday. Just follow your socials, and we'll let you know. Till then, cheers for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.